Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. I am your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for almost 20 years, and I've learned a thing or two along the way. Here's what I know. This podcast is for you, average dental assistant who wants to up their game to rockstar status. We are banding together to do better and be better, so get ready to catch some pearls. You're driving me crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna lose my mind. You're bugging the heck out of me. Yeah, you do it all the time. You call me on the phone a million times a day saying blah, 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 blah. You're driving me crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna lose my mind. 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 Blah, 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 blah. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. I am super excited. Okay, this week's going to be kind of a sore subject, but I really think that we need to talk about it, okay? (laughs) What annoys your dentist? I want to kind of highlight some of the things that I've seen over the years that dental assistants have done that cumulatively really can get to their doctor. (laughs) These are little mistakes that may happen here and there, but they all add up. And I think that it's really useful feedback for you guys in case there are some of these things that you're doing that maybe you think twice about next time. Okay, are you ready? Things that annoy your doc. Here's the deal. I'm not a dentist, right? So I don't really know exactly what annoys a doctor because I'm not a doctor, but I've been working with doctors for 20 years and I've been a dental assistant who's annoyed doctors and seen other assistants annoy doctors. So what I did is I compiled a list of some of the top indicators that I see that hamper relationships between the doctor and the dental assistant. And I thought we'd just go through them, kind of pick them apart a little bit and see if I can offer some pearls All right, so here we have number one, (laughs) showing up late to work. This doesn't have to be just a dental office. This can be any career field in the world. When you show up late to work and you're not ready to go like full steam ahead as soon as that patient hits that door, we need to figure out why. Is it an alarm clock issue? Is it a transportation issue? Is it a childcare issue? Whatever it is, fix it. Your doctor doesn't want excuses. They just want you to show up to work with your A-game Be ready to fire as soon as, because you don't want to get to work like 10 minutes before your first patient and try and refill waters and set up and make sure that everything's ready to go for the day, everything's turned on. Just be proactive and on time because that's like the number one most annoying thing for doctors. They're ready to go. They want you ready to go, right? All right. Number two, (laughs) hijacking patient time. So. You go to take a patient back, right? And you have been in the operatory for 10 minutes and the doctor walks in and you're still holding the bib in your hand while you're talking to a patient. (laughs) This happens. I'm guilty of it. I'm trying to get better still. You know, it's been 20 years, but I'm a talker, right? So I just have to learn how to um, lead the conversation and make sure that it's productive. It's awesome that you guys are connecting with your patients. It is super important to get to that emotional level because you are doing such detailed work on people that it's very intimate for them, right? But don't let it cut into your appointment time. There's a reason there's a schedule and you just want to be on top of it as much as you possibly can. 
So there are ways of finessing the conversation to where you can still get stuff done before the procedure, topical on, health history reported, blood pressures taken, everything set up and ready to go when that doctor comes in. Because they're going to show up at the door. You're not going to be ready. They're going to walk away. This is where you guys lose them. <laughs> what do they do? They go sh- beeline straight to their office, play on the internet, looking at cat videos. No, probably not cat videos. It's probably some dental journal. But you know what I'm saying, right? Make sure you're on time. And make sure that you don't let that patient um, eat up their appointment. Okay, number three. Having your x-rays on point. Here's the deal. When a dentist prescribes a series of radiographs, right? Whether it be horizontal vertical bite wings, an FMX, whatever have you. When you're finished taking that series, make sure that your contacts are open and that you've gotten the apexes of the teeth that need to be gotten, right? Here, the last thing you want to do is wherever your dentist is that he likes to, he or she likes to review the radiographs, they're like, oh, I can't see the interproximal between 30 and 31, or I still can't see the apex of 14. What does that do? That's a time eater and it's annoying. Like, make sure your x rays are on point before you even let the doctor review them. Don't have to, like, go back to the patient and say, oh, you know what? We need another angle of this tooth, blah, blah, blah. Here goes the apron, here goes the x-ray machine, here's the sensors or whatever you guys are using. And it's a time eater and it can be really annoying. So before you even present those x-rays to your dentist, make sure you got everything you needed to get. That's super, super important. All right, so I've got another one. Placing topical in the wrong spot. (laughs) We have plenty of opportunities, or at least a well-oiled team does, to know exactly what you're going to do. So if you're unsure about where your doctor wants to place anesthetic, ask them. (laughs) It takes like two minutes, right? To walk to them, ask them, confirm, and then walk back to the patient. Because the last thing you want to do is have that patient sitting in topical for a block. And then the doctor comes in and it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to infiltrate. Just ask. (laughs) Super easy. Because otherwise what happens, you have to get out more topical and you have to put it in the right spot now. So communication is key when it talks to that kind of stuff. All right. Here's the deal, guys. If you are having issues placing your rubber dam, ask for help. (laughs) I say five minutes is good. If you can't get that rubber dam on in five minutes, either call your other dental assistant because hopefully your office has, you know, multiple. But if they don't, call your dentist. The last thing you want to do is be 10, 15 minutes into it, not giving up, tearing up this people's tissue, (laughs) and still not uh, completing the task. The dentist has to come in and put the rubber dam on for you. So just know when to call it quits. (laughs) Because like I said, that's eating up your patient time, right? So if the rubber dam's not going on and you can't figure it out, you ask for help. Don't just sit there and be stubborn like me. (laughs) I've gotten better at rubber dam, clearly, but... Just don't be stubborn and, uh, you know, just burn time. Don't do it. (laughs) Ask for help. There's nothing wrong with it. All right. So here we are. You're in the middle of a procedure and the doctor's got the old alloy out, the recurrent decay. You guys have done Carrie's DTEC, blah, blah, blah. And you're really close to that pull porn, right? Know this. Know that your doctor is going to want to look up into a radiograph. (laughs) 
if you have the schedule pulled up or something random pulled up on your computer or wherever you guys are looking, and it's not the radiograph of the tooth that you're working on, that's a problem. So just double check because it's super easy for us to have all of our ducks in a row, right? Radiographs up, IOC is up, everything is up. And then something happens. Say, you know, a girl from the front desk comes in and says, oh, I need you to check this out. But she doesn't want to break HIPAA, right? So she goes to the computer and she just highlights a name or whatever. And it doesn't go back to the radiograph. These are really annoying to doctors. (laughs) They need that radiograph to make sure when they're close to that pulp that they can have a reference point. So in the middle of the procedure, if that radiograph isn't up, that's probably causing some animosity towards you. (laughs) As the dental assistant, uh, for not having that radiograph there as a reference point. Okay, here you go. Ready? This is this is my pet peeve. Suctions. <laughs> if there's no need for your saliva ejector and your high volume evacuation to be on, turn it off. <laughs> you don't want it just sitting in the carrier just on. It's just excess background noise that's not needed. We have the drill. We have people talking in the background. We have enough extra noise that we don't need these saliva ejectors and these HVEs on for no reason. So if you're not using it actively, make sure it's off. Okay. Cause we want a nice calm environment and background noise that can be avoided should be annoyed avoided. Right. All right. Where are we at? Okay. Ooh, here's a good one. <laughs> I will paint the scene for you. Shall I? You're working on tooth number 30 and the doctor is taking a break, right? He's getting ready to change out his burrs, blah, blah, blah. He comes back down to the field and you go and you squirt direct water into that prep. Where does it go? If you don't have all your systems in place, like your uh, high volume suction right over top of it, kind of angled over the tooth, what happens? Beeline straight into their loops (laughs) on their face, under the glasses, in their hair. Don't do it. Make sure that if you're angling that water, for one, it's a really good tip if you use air and water at the same time, because then you get forced down into the prep, plus you don't have to worry about that stream going straight into the doctor's face. It's just one more step where they either have to wipe their face off, clean their loops, it's eating up their time. Make sure you have your your suction right over top of the tooth and use air water so that you don't get that beeline of stream water straight into their face. Uh, let's see. I've got another one. Here's a really good one. Okay. You know, since we're just talking about, um, squirting (laughs) your doctors, which is funny at times, but cumulatively it adds up. It can become really annoying if you never learn what happens to cause that (laughs) and then rectify it. But when a doctor says, can you rinse that prep? All right. Say we're still on 30, right? And you just use the water. A, you're not getting a whole lot of force and you might get some debris out of there, but it's not really going to be all the way down in the bottom of the box, right? Use your power. You have that air water and you can create some decent force and get in there, man. Just just rinse that bugger out because the last thing that they want to do is keep telling you, "Uh, can you rinse it again? Can you rinse it again? I still can't see. Can you rinse it again? Like give it all you got. You know, there's certain situations where that's not appropriate if there's a tissue issue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, your doctor will tell you, but make sure you actually clean the prep because um, you can't see through squish and mush. So just, you know, be conscious of what you're doing and try and do it the best you can, right? All right, here's another one. 
the overhead light, guys. I am just as guilty as the, you know, I'm not anymore, but I, I was for a long time. If a doctor goes out of their way to move the overhead light to see, to either reflect light if they're working on a maxillary arch into the tooth space, like there's a reason they move the light, right? Don't move the light <laughs> unless it's blatantly obvious that their head is now blocking the light or uh, they've moved on or whatever. The last thing you want to do is to just reach up there, grab the light, put it where you think it should go. And the dentist has to go out of their way to move it back. So <laughs> this one happens a, a lot of times and there's ways to avoid it. So if they physically move the light to where they want it, leave it there until it's blatantly obvious that it needs to be moved. And here we go. You ready? I'm down the last two. <laughs> I know we could go on and on for this one because there are probably a lot of things that I do that annoy my dentist, but um, I try to, you know, do personal assessments, make sure that whatever I did to cause this hiccup in my time schedule, what can I do to alleviate it next time? But here we go. If gravity is winning, Okay, this happens to every single dental assistant in the world. There are days where gravity wins and we lose. <laughs> and I'm talking about keeping your food over your plate. The last thing you want to do is spend your entire day dropping stuff to where you A, have to leave the room to replace it. B, it's irreplaceable and you have to like, everybody has to deglove and it has to be sterilized or whatever have you. If gravity's winning, make sure you keep your food over your plate. So if you've got the dropsies that day and you're going to move instruments from A to B to C, keep them over top of your tray. Because that way, if you do drop them, you can make sure that they're in a controlled environment <laughs> and not on the floor, hitting the deck. Um, this, this, you know, there's a lot of reasons that gravity wins. It could be us, you know, like say we're just not on our game that day or just we've got so much other stuff going on in our head. We're not slowing down enough sometimes to where we're actually thinking about what that doctor's going to need next. So you're kind of grabbing stuff, just guessing. Don't guess. <laughs> just get it on point. Know what they're going to need next. Think ahead of them. Like they said, dental assistants are the best mind readers in the whole world. So be a great mind reader. Don't grab things needlessly so that you have to drop them and pick up something else. So I just, I know that's probably the number one annoying factor for a dentist to deal with when their dental assistant keeps dropping stuff. So if you're doing it, figure out why you're doing it. And then if you can't avoid it, keep it over your plate. <laughs> but, you know, I just... I just, I, there's so many things, guys, that I think add up and dental assistants don't understand when their doctor gets so upset with them about little things. And I think what happens at the end of the day, it's all cumulative, right? It's all these little things that we're doing that we haven't figured out how to not do that get to our dentist. So we want to be their number two, right? Batman and Robin. And with that comes fine-tuning. So if there's anything like this that's happening in your relationship at work, try and see if you guys can just finesse it a little bit so that it doesn't happen again. And I'm going to leave you with the final annoying factor for your dentist. Are you ready? If I had a drum roll, I'd insert it here. <laughs> Keep the mirror clean. <laughs> Here's what happens. 
say they're working on a maxillary arch, right? And you're not using your air to keep their mirror clean and they're debriding. They have indirect vision, right? They can't look directly at the tooth. They are relying on that mirror as their primary source of a visual of that tooth, right? So if you're not keeping it clear with air water, if it's defogging or if you're not defogging it with air and, you know, maybe the, the mirror doesn't have the defogger on it or you don't warm it up in the cheek, keep it clear. That's your number one priority next to making sure the patient doesn't drown because that's their line of sight and you want to make sure that's on point. That's probably one of the most annoying things when the doctor has to say, mirror, mirror, air on the mirror, mirror, air on the mirror, over and over and over again. Those are your two primary factors, right? Suction and mirror. So get that down. That'll be one less annoying factor that you have to contend with when it comes to the relationship working with your doctor. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars, guys. We are banding together to do better and be better. I know that this episode can be a little bit of a tender subject, and I'm super sorry, but I think it's better that it comes from me than it comes from your doctor, who's like super annoyed a year into your position because of these little things that you didn't think add up and do. So I, I hope they just they help you grow and not, you know, make angry at me for highlighting them. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I can be found on Facebook. DA Rockstars has a page. You guys can like it. I put all the content that I create on it. It goes out there in case you're wondering. You can find me at Dental Assistance Worldwide. It's a group just for dental assistants. It's super amazing. They've really got it honed in to where it's a a safe place to share right and it's just dental assistance so that if we have hiccups we have somewhere to vent and get support and feedback feedback is super good right also if you guys are listening to itunes right now (laughs) stars and words really help the algorithms for other dental assistants to find us right if you guys think this podcast is helpful in any way shape or form please i'd love a review or subscription And, uh, you know, just help us get out there into the world because all I want to do is do good and get good, guys. So I really, really am proud of you for taking the time to listen to a podcast by some random Jane who has been doing it forever. And you can take these tools back to work and see if they help. But until next time, keep on suctioning.